You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. And Joe, as I look at the most regular season interceptions thrown market, the favorites, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, they're all at 10 to 1. So as favorites, you're getting a massive payout if you decide to pick uh, any one of them or more than one. But it also goes to show just how difficult it is to predict who will throw the most interceptions. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm wondering, Ed, and, and I'm curious if you've got anything, if you've uncovered anything that can help us bet into this market. But I'm looking at how this has gone down, and it's, it's always very, very tight at the top. It's a difficult market to win. More times than not, it's a tie, which means that 10 to 1 you have isn't going to be a 10 to one this past year. Mm-hmm. Everyone references Dak Prescott sucks because he led the league in interceptions. The part they don't tell you is that he also tied with Davis mills. That's not good. That's not giving an excuse. I'm just saying it wasn't Dak alone. He, he had 15. Right. And by the way, three other quarterbacks right behind him with 14 cousins, Carr, Josh Allen, each had 14 picks, but people love to beat down on Dak because he, quote, led the league in interceptions, and Davis Mills doesn't count because he sucks. Let The season before, it was also a tie. Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, each was 17. A few years back, Wentz and Drew Locke tied at 15. So I'm wondering, should we even bet into this market? Because what looks like a very strong number, if you do hit it, it's probably going to be cut in half or maybe even worse. That, that's a really good point. By the way, you're saying Stafford tied for most interceptions a couple of years ago. Isn't <laughs> that when he won the Super Bowl? Yeah. And do you remember what happened? It was that awful finish that last month. I think there was a three interception yeah. game that he had to get to mm-hmm. that number two. Was it his last game? They threw three picks. It was something. I think it was where, like he won at the yeah. he won quote unquote at the end. Who else was? <laughs> oh, Tannehill was in the mix of fifty to one. Oh yeah, and he just didn't oh, get yes. it done at the end. Did you have Tannehill? Right. I did. I was holding a Tanny too. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Looked so, good for a while. When it, yeah, right. Uh, when it comes to predicting interceptions, uh, Doctor Ed Fang friend of the show, my former boss at the power rank, he has looked into this and has conducted a deep dive when it comes to how to predict interception totals in the NFL. And if you only look at interception rate, well, it's not very predictive from one season to the next. However, 
If you look at bad ball rate, which is the sum of interceptions and passes defended, balls knocked away, tipped, all that stuff, that is more predictive from one season to the next. Bad ball rate, all of these bad passes divided by the total number of passes. And so the idea is you have a bad ball rate in one season, then it's much likelier you will have that same bad ball rate the following season compared with, say, interceptions. And look, if you have a high bad ball rate, but very few interceptions, well, these things do regress to the mean ultimately, and you'll probably have more interceptions the following year. So is that a process that you can get behind, Joe? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I'm curious which names certainly pop there. Uh, In addition to that, I was also – I was looking at a, a PFF piece earlier this offseason on the the unluckiest quarterbacks, and Dak actually pops there. So he's going to be talked about a lot. Um, and PF, according to PFF, nine of his interceptions tw- since 2016 have stemmed from drops. That is tied for the most in the NFL. And s- some of the names that have been unlucky that I probably wouldn't – think that's going to continue. They have Joe Burrow as the unluckiest quarterback. Also in their top three, Justin Herbert and Mac Jones. So a few a few names to keep in mind. How, when I throw that at you, what do you consider like, mm-hmm. okay, those are those are guys that I would avoid that's unlikely to continue, or maybe it does continue like it has for Dak in a large sample. I mean Part of the problem is, like, specifically when it comes to Prescott, he threw into a lot of tight windows. And there may Mm -hmm. very well be a difference between throwing into a tight window and throwing into a dangerous situation. Uh, Without, you know, getting too deep into the weeds here, I do think that when you are throwing to a receiver where, you know, the margin margin of error is really, really small, sometimes it's the receiver's fault. To answer your question as far as bad luck goes, I don't think it's something that I want to bet into. I'd rather bet on a quarterback who had, say, good luck, uh, but can throw a rather high bad ball rate, and then things are going to regress for them. Uh, I'm sure there will be hashtag narratives out there that will explain that away, but ultimately this is the trend that I want to be looking for. And so Daniel Jones is someone who comes to mind, who's 60 to one in this market, by the way. Uh, He was one of the luckier quarterbacks, but chances Mm -hmm. are things will start to regress for him. And maybe that's a good place to start when thinking about examples of someone with a higher bad ball rate, but a lower interception count from a season ago. I love that one. I like that number. We are out on the Giants going into the season, and they just decided mm-hmm. to pay him. So they're going to try and make that work. Um, that's a big number. I don't understand why <laughs> the number is so big. Uh, Run-heavy team? They think it's going to be more Saquon's offense again? I don't get that one. Well, you wonder, too, like, okay, if you think the Giants are going to be bad, then they're going to be playing from behind a lot. And that means Saquon's right. not getting the rock. So you're going to see more passes from Daniel Jones, and that naturally leads to more interceptions. I mean, the studies that have been done as far as, you know, what makes for a high interception total, part of it is this bad ball rate that Dr. Ed Fang's talking about. Part of it, too, is just playing from behind. You're having to pass more. This is one of the reasons why 
whenever we've been diagnosing other markets like MVP, things like that, part of it is, can you get the ball down the field? Can you get chunk plays? Because this deking and dunking really doesn't work because at some point you're going to make a mistake. Defenses and especially defensive backs, they're just too opportunistic to where they know, okay, he's going to throw five yards outside the numbers. Well, I'm going to be prepared for that. And you do that enough times and you have a limited playbook. Well, that's going to cause some real problems as far as this offensive versatility that you absolutely need to have to win football games in the league. So I look at this and say, okay, if you just can't get chunk plays and you're constantly throwing short and you think that's how you're going to move the ball down the field, well, especially with how well defenses have been playing the last couple of years, I go, you know what? This is not going to work out for you. And so Daniel Jones uh, does make a whole lot of sense to me. And I think those quarterbacks who tend to throw short tend to throw into tighter windows. That's another way to look at this. Okay. You have to go all the way down, down the board at BetMGM to find Daniel Jones. Uh, Not sure I get that. Also down there, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts. Let me ask you about a name that I don't have to go far down the board. It is. It's really bunched up at the top. Um, His name was brought up earlier, earlier with Clev TA during our conversation. And I I recommend you check out uh, uh, that conversation. If you did not on the podcast under BetQL daily, what about Herbert? Everyone's talking about how Herbert's going to push the ball <laughs> down the field. So I that means highlighted. That's awesome. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of opportunity. He's 14 to one over at bet MGM. So you like Herbert for uh, most interceptions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There's a difference between saying someone's going to have the most interceptions and they're going to stink. Like Daniel mm-hmm. Jones is 60 to one. If he, if he finishes with the most picks, it's because a, he stunk and B he had to play from behind a lot. So, you know, the confluence of events uh, will affect that, but it's possible too with Herbert that he just airs it out a lot more and it leads to more interceptions, but it doesn't mean that he's a bad quarterback if the Chargers can't make the playoffs or anything like that. Like, it's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a criticism of his. When you look back at the Cowboys from a season ago when Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator there, I mentioned that Dak threw into a lot of tight windows. Guess who also did? Cooper Rush. How much of this was the quarterback taking risks, and how much of it was the play caller taking risks? We don't have a a true definitive answer for that, but it's possible that Kellen Moore is okay with his quarterback throwing a few more picks than your run-of-the-mill offense. And if that's the case, then Justin Herbert may be on the losing end of some of these interceptions. And you know what? The Chargers may still be really, really good because of it. So uh, seeing a 14-1 to out there, I think that's just fine. 
Yeah, they know it's going to pay off in the end. Like, okay, we'll we'll take some turnovers because we know it's going to work out in the positive a lot of times, and we're going to get six points out of the deal. So we're not too concerned mm-hmm. about that. That 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 would not shock me at all. And that's a very good point. Like we just mentioned with Stafford, it doesn't mean you had a bad year just because you lead the league in interceptions or you're one of the leaders. Mm-hmm. You may have just had one or two bad games where it's like three picks, four picks, something like that, and suddenly you're part of the conversation. One, one guy <laughs> I do not, sure, I, I think you should not bet on at the top of this list is Justin Fields at 10 to 1 because, and Joe, you're out in Chicago, is there any possibility that Fields will get pulled by the end of the season? Uh, Tyson Badgett season? Uh, oh, baby. No, I I actually don't think this is a crazy idea. I really don't. Listen, this this I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there will be a portion of the fan base that if Fields isn't taking some big-time strides here in year number three, that they are going to be calling for Tyson Badgent or whatever the hell his name is. Stop. Do they get rid of Walker? I'm telling you. I'm I mean it's better he than was Brandon one of the Peterman wor- or Nathan Peterman, whatever his name is. <laughs> I, I, I I'm Peterman. just I was just saying he was one of the worst pastors in the NFL. If he still can't pass after you give him DJ Moore, if you give him Claypool, if you give him help in the offensive line, like if he yeah. still can't pass, there are gonna be people that are like, This guy stinks. I don't think that move is made. Uh, I think the bigger question is, is he going to use his legs as much as he did a year ago? Because much of the Bears' offense last year was, okay, he's going to be under some duress. In short order, he was, and then he would just take off. Are they going to use those opportunities as often? If you're listening to the coaches, from what we've seen, they want to say no, but, you know, football happens. In the heat of a game, I don't think it's going to be, well, no, the big plan is to run less, so let's not take off Justin Fields, even though you could go for 50 yards in this spot. I think that's going to be more interesting. How much are they going to use Fields' legs, um, and is he truly going to be throwing the ball more now that he has uh, more weapons? How much is he going to run? Because he's really good at that, and he's really efficient at that. So you don't want to just take that skill set away. That's silly. Hey, you're really good at something. Let's do less of it. No, Mm -hmm. you don't do that, Uh, regardless of whatever that can mean for your future. Um, So there's that. And I think across the board when looking at this market, don't pick a quarterback who may not finish the season for whatever reason. So, I mean, there's a possibility, I suppose, uh, that, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo at 30 to one, is he going to finish the season with the Raiders? I, I'm not confident in that. So look for a quarterback who is at least okay. You know, not a Tannehill's type, but Tannehill, that's, that's one's up in the air. Like, will Will Levis take over at some point? I don't know. But the fact that I don't know, suggests that it's not a, a he's not a player you should really be investing in for this market. So pick a quarterback who you know will be finishing so there will be enough pass attempts to where they could be throwing enough interceptions. Bryce Young? He's 20. You're not going to pull him, right? No, you, you won't. Pull him to protect him, not so much from – or like he could definitely get banged up too. 
I think it's happened. Richardson, but the number's not great. Mm-hmm. How often have rookies finished with the most interceptions? Uh, good question, because I've looked. I looked back the last five years, and I didn't see any rookies pop. What about? Um, yeah, he's not a rookie, but it's his first time playing. It's a very short number. I saw Jordan Love, and I thought that number is way too short. Now I understand the idea, like, hey, we don't know mm-hmm. what he is. He might be terrible, but if he is terrible, he could get pulled. Um, then right. they they bring in so. And, and I think they're going to be more run-heavy. Now, they do have a ton of rookie receivers, so that's concerning. But I just don't think they're going to put him in a position where he could lead the league in interceptions. Yeah, exactly. And plus, like, they, they turned Aaron Rodgers' season around or career around in Green Bay with shorter throws. I feel like with Jordan Love, they're going to do something similar. So I, I don't like that one here. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's coming up here on the BetQL Network.